Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Part Two, Chapter Ten of *The Mad King* by Edgar Rice Burroughs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A new king in Lutha. As the two riders approached the edge of the village of Blentz, a sentry barred their way. To his challenge, the American replied that they were friends from the castle. Advance, directed the sentry, and give the countersign. Barney rode to the fellow's side, and leaning from the saddle, whispered in his ear the word, Slankamen. Would it pass them out as it had passed Mank in? Barney scarcely breathed as he awaited the result of his experiment. The soldier brought his rifle to present and directed them to pass. With a sigh of relief that was almost audible, the two rode into the village and the Austrian lines. Once within, they met with no further obstacle until they reached the last line of sentries upon the far side of the town. It was with more confidence that Barney gave the countersign here, nor was he surprised that the soldier passed them readily. And now they were upon the high road to Lustadt, with nothing more to bar their way. For hours they rode on in silence. Barney wanted to talk with his companion, but as king he found nothing to say to her. The girl's mind was filled with morbid reflections of the past few hours and dumb terror for the future. She would keep her promise to the king, but after, life would not be worth the living. Why should she live? She glanced at the man beside her in the light of the coming dawn. Oh, why was he so like her American in outward appearances only? Their own mothers could scarcely have distinguished them, and yet in character no two men could have differed more widely. The man turned to her. "'We are almost there,' he said. "'You must be very tired.' The words reflected a consideration that had never been a characteristic of Leopold. The girl began to wonder if there might not possibly be a vein of nobility in the man after all that she had never discovered. Since she had entered his apartments at Blentz, he had been in every way a different man from the Leopold she had known of old. The boldness of his escape from Blentz supposed a courage that the king had never given the slightest indication of in the past. Could it be that he was making a genuine effort to become a man, to win her respect? They were approaching Lustadt as the sun rose. A troop of horse was just emerging from the north gate. As it neared them they saw that the cavalrymen wore the uniforms of the Royal Horse Guard. At their head rode a lieutenant. As his eyes fell upon the face of the princess and her companion, he brought his troopers to a halt, and with incredulity plain upon his countenance, 
advanced to meet them, his hand raised in salute to the king. It was Butzow. Now Barney was sure that he would be recognized. For two years he and the Luthanian officer had been inseparable. Surely Butzow would penetrate his disguise. He returned his friend's salute, looked him full in the eyes, and asked where he was riding. "'To Blentz, your majesty,' replied Butzow, "'to demand an audience. I bear important word from Prince von der Tann. He has learned the Austrians are moving an entire army corps into Lutha, together with the siege howitzers. Serbia has demanded that all Austrian troops be withdrawn from Luthanian territory at once.' and has offered to assist your majesty in maintaining your neutrality by force, if necessary. As Butzow spoke, his eyes were often upon the Princess Emma, and it was quite evident that he was much puzzled to account for her presence with the king. She was supposed to be at Tann, and Butzow knew well enough her estimate of Leopold to know that she would not be in his company of her own volition. His expression as he addressed the man he supposed to be his king was far from deferential, Barney could scarce repress a smile. "'We will ride at once to the palace,' he said. "'At the gate you may instruct one of your sergeants to telephone to Prince von der Tann that the king is returning and will grant him audience immediately. You and your detachment uh, will act as our escort.' Butzow saluted and turned to his troopers, giving the necessary commands that brought them about in the wake of the pseudo-king. Once again Barney Custer of Beatrice— rode into Lustadt as king of Lutha. The few people upon the streets turned to look at him as he passed, but there was little demonstration of love or enthusiasm. Leopold had awakened no emotions of this sort in the hearts of his subjects. Some there were who still remembered the gallant actions of their ruler on the field of battle when his forces had defeated those of the regent, upon that other occasion when this same American had sat upon the throne of Lutha for two days and had led the little army to victory. But since then the true king had been with them daily, in his true colors. Arrogance, haughtiness, and petty tyranny had marked his reign. Taxes had gone even higher than under the corrupt influence of the Blentz regime. The king's days were spent in bed, his nights in dissipation. Old Ludwig von der Tann seemed Lutha's only friend at court. Him the people loved and trusted. It was the old Chancellor who met them as they entered the palace, the Princess Emma, Lieutenant Butzow, and the false king. As the old man's eyes fell upon his daughter, he gave an exclamation of surprise and of incredulity. He looked from her to the American. "'What is the meaning of this, Your Majesty?' he cried in a voice hoarse with emotion. "'What does her highness in your company?' There was neither fear nor respect in Prince Ludwig's tone, only anger. He was demanding an accounting from Leopold the man, not from Leopold the king. Barney raised his hand. Wait, he said. Before you judge, the princess was brought to Blentz by Prince Peter. She will tell you that I have aided her to escape and that I have accorded her only such treatment as a woman has the right to expect from a king. The girl inclined her head. "'His Majesty has been most kind,' she said. "'He has treated me with every consideration and respect, "'and I am convinced that he was not a willing party "'to my arrest and forcible detention at Blentz, "'or,' she added, "'if he was, he regretted his action later "'and has made full reparation by bringing me to Lustadt.' 
Prince von der Tann found difficulty in hiding his surprise at this evidence of chivalry in the cowardly king. But for his daughter's testimony he could not have believed it possible that it lay within the nature of Leopold of Lutha to have done what he had done within the past few hours. He bowed low before the man who wore the king's uniform. The American extended his hand, and von der Tann, taking it in his own, raised it to his lips. "'And now,' said Barney briskly, "'let us go to my apartments and get to work. Your Highness,' and he turned toward the Princess Emma, "'must be greatly fatigued. Lieutenant Butzow, you will see that a suite is prepared for Her Highness. Afterward you may call upon Count Zellerndorf, whom I understand returned to Lustadt yesterday, and notify him that I will receive him in uh, an hour.' Inform the Serbian minister that I desire his presence at the palace immediately. Lose no time, lieutenant, and be sure to impress upon the Serbian minister that immediately means immediately. Butzow saluted, and the Princess Emma curtsied as the king turned, and slipping his arm through that of Prince Ludwig, walked away in the direction of the royal apartments. Once at the king's desk, Barney turned toward the chancellor. In his mind was the determination to save Lutha, if Lutha could be saved. He had been forced to place the king in a position where he would be helpless, though that he would have been equally as helpless upon his throne the American did not doubt for an instant. However, the course of events had placed within his hands the power to serve not only Lutha, but the house of von der Tann as well. He would do, in the king's place, what the king should have done if the king had been a man. Now, Prince Ludwig, he said, tell me just what conditions we must face. Remember that I have been in Blentz, and that there the King of Lutha is not apt to learn all that transpires in Lustadt. Sire, replied the Chancellor, we face a grave crisis. Not only is there within Lutha the small force of Austrian troops that surround Blentz, but now an entire army corps has crossed the border. Unquestionably they are marching on Lustadt. The Emperor is going to take no chances. He sent the first force into Lutha to compel Serbian intervention and draw Serbian troops from the Austro-Serbian battle line. Serbia has withheld her forces at my request, but she will not withhold them for long. We must make a declaration at once. If we declare against Austria, we are faced by the menace of the Austrian troops already within our boundaries but we shall have Serbia to help us. The Serbian army corps is on the frontier at this moment awaiting word from Lutha. If it is adverse to Austria, that army corps will cross the border and march to our assistance. If it is favorable to Austria, it will nonetheless cross into Lutha, but as enemies instead of allies. Serbia has acted honorably toward Lutha, she has not violated our neutrality. She has no desire to increase her possessions in this direction. On the other hand, Austria 